Shalom, shalom. Welcome, welcome. Tonight we're going to get into Jeremiah chapter 26 through 29. I'm telling you, as always, reading the scriptures like this, we always pull out a lot of good nuggets and such. So looking forward to that. Also, a little bit later, I'm going to be addressing something that has needed to be addressed for for a while. Oh, fearfully confident. Can you tell us more about your preacher friend who passed? Well, I don't really know him personally. Uh, I know of him. Um, I'll, I'll show you his, uh, you can go to his website, brojed, brojed.org. I know of him and I, you know, I highly respect this, this man of God. If you go to brojed.org, you come up with the Campus Ministry USA and um, Brother Jed, campus legend, and there's his wife there on the left-hand side, Cindy. And we got some pictures there of Brother Jed preaching to a uh, crowd of of young people there. So he has tra- he has traveled all over the place, uh, preaching on campuses everywhere uh, in all 50 states. Um, yeah, so it's just an amazing, he's an amazing uh, man of God, and he he passed away uh, six days ago, uh, June 6, 2022. You see here, you know, anybody who would have a verse like this up here, you know what you, you can see what, you know, what he's, you can get a little bit of a glimpse into his heart. You know, uh, Psalm 94, verse 16, who will rise up for me against the evildoers who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity, says the Lord. Uh, and uh, definitely this man has done that. So God bless his memory and God bless his family and all that. So yes, uh, it was pretty much a a shock to me um, that he passed. So yes, uh, thank you for asking Fearfully Confident. You know, some people um, are not aware of him. And you know, any any of these kind of, uh, you know, any of these people that go out you know, whether it's on a a college campus or, you know, going out on the street, you know, a lot of times, you know, they they may not believe exactly how we do, but hey, I mean, they're out there preaching, uh, you know, repentance, they're preaching against sin, and they're calling people to repentance. Um, And, you know, I think that that's a wonderful thing. I think we need a whole lot more people doing that, you know, back in the days, Long before I was born, actually, you hear stories of people going out on the streets and preachers, you know, they would pretty much uh, camp on a street corner, basically, and preach to everybody and some wonderful stories of of what was going on there. Um, And, you know, there'd be a lot more than what we have today, you know, a lot more salt. I think that uh, it's really important to have people uh, out there turning people's minds to God, turning their minds away from sin and... uh, you know, away from the evil, the darkness, and the uh, uh, the addictions of this life, and turning them to God and calling for repentance. Yes. Okay, let's get into Jeremiah chapter twenty-six. And so, yes, once again, uh, blessings to all you who are here. Um, it's my prayer that uh, what, what we read here and what we share tonight will be. Uh, the Lord would use that to to touch your heart, to change your life, cultivate a deeper relationship with with Him. Yes, it's really good to get more knowledge. It's good to to meditate on the Scriptures. It's actually one of the commands. 
All right, let's let's start this uh, Jeremiah chapter 26. We're going to read 26, 27, 28, 29. Jeremiah chapter 26, verse 1. In the beginning of the reign of the son of Yosef, king of Judah, this word came from the Lord, saying, Thus says the Lord, Stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak to all the cities of Judah, which come to worship in the Lord's house, all the words which I command you to speak to them. Do not diminish a word. Perhaps everyone will listen and turn from his I might that I may relent concerning their calamity, which I propose to bring on them because of their evil doings. Here we are again. Happens so often. We we're talking there the other night about ha having someone, you know, tally up every time when it talks about something like this. Yeah, we have one more time where it says that all you have to do is turn from your evil ways and God will relent from the calamity which he purposes to bring on them because of their evil doings. What it, so what does that mean? When it says that he would relent, what he's saying is, I'm going to forgive you total forgiveness. Basically, I don't know, forgiveness is, you know, we got a different word, an atonement, a covering, but basically you're covered. You turn from your evil way, and he will relent from the calamity. Now, why would he say that there's that there's calamity that, that he purposes to bring upon you um, or those who engage in uh, evil works? That's because that's what it says in the, in the Torah. You know, it says in the Torah, if you do not obey the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, then uh, calamities will come upon you. And so this is what God is saying is all you have to do is turn from your evil way. Again, this is not, hey, you know, all you have to do is bring your blood sacrifice. He didn't say that. He said, listen and turn from your evil way. Verse four, and you shall say to them, thus says the Lord, if you will not listen to me to walk in my law, which I have set before you to heed the words of my servants, the prophets whom I sent to you, both rising up early and sending them, but you have not heeded, then I will make this house like Shiloh and will make this city a curse to all the nations of the earth. So the priests and the prophets and all the people heard Jeremiah speaking these words in the house of the Lord. Now it happened when Jeremiah had made an end of speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, that the priests and the prophets and all the people seized him, saying, you will surely die. So this is what happens, right? A lot of times when you speak the word of the Lord, people, you know, they really don't like it, to say the least. To say they didn't like it is saying the least here. They wanted him dead. You will surely die. Why have you prophesied in the name of the Lord, saying, This house shall be like Shiloh, and this city shall be desolate without an inhabitant? And all the people were gathered against Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. And this is what happens a lot, right? You got people, a lot of times people in church are the ones who are some of the most vehement against God's word and against God's ways. Verse 10, when the princes of Judah heard these things, they came up from the king's house to the house of the Lord and sat in the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house. And the priests and the prophets spoke to the princes and all the people saying, this man deserves to die for he has prophesied against this city as you have heard with your ears. So you see these people, they're not angry because Jeremiah, you know, did anything against God or against the uh, the law of God because he didn't. 
They were they're angry because he spoke against the city. Now it seems to me these people actually worshipped the city more or less. I mean, idolize the city because you know you attack the city and they want they want you dead. This reminds me of a lot of people today when you question, even just question, you know, let's say for example the letters of Paul or something like that. Uh, you question their Bible canon. Wow, I mean that's it. You know, all of a sudden the sweet little loving. Christian who who teaches that you should be like the sweet loving Jesus to love and accept everybody unconditionally all of a sudden they'll block you they'll unfriend you they will reject you they will look at you they will just totally ignore you actually they will count you out of their little circle of church why because instead of like these people idolizing a city you know a lot of Christians they idolize Paul or they idolize a Bible canon. They idolize their their favorite Bible version, especially the um, KJVO people, King James only. Verse 12, then Jeremiah spoke to all the princes and all the people saying, the Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and against this city with all the words that you have heard. Now, therefore, amend your ways and your doings. Obey the voice of the Lord your God. Then the Lord will relent concerning the doom that he has pronounced against you. As for me, here I am in your hand. Do with me as seems good and and proper to you. But know for certain that if you put me to death, you will surely bring innocent blood on yourselves, on this city, and on its inhabitants. For truly the Lord has sent me to you to speak all these words in your hearing. So the princes and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, This man does not deserve to die. For he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Then certain of the elders of the land rose up and spoke to all the assembly of the people, saying, Micah of Moreshet prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, the king of Judah, and spoke to all the people of Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Zion will be plowed like a field. Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruins, and the mountain of the temple like the bare hills of the forest, mountain of the temple in the footnotes, the mountain of the house, bare hills, the high places. Verse 19, did Hezekiah, king of Judah and all Judah ever put him to death? Did he not fear the Lord and seek the Lord's favor? And the Lord relented concerning the doom which he had pronounced against them. But we are doing great evil against ourselves. Now there was also a man who prophesied in the name of the Lord, Uriah, or Uriah, son of Shemaiah of kiriath Eram, who prophesied against this city and against this land, according to all the words of Jeremiah. When Jehoiakim the king, with all his mighty men and all the princes, heard his words, the king sought to put him to death. But when Uriah heard it, he was afraid and fled and went to Egypt. Then Jehoiakim the king sent men to Egypt. Al-Nathan, or Al-Nathan, the son of Akbor, and the other men who went with him to Egypt. And they brought Uriah from Egypt and brought him to Jehoiakim the king, who killed him with the sword and cast his dead body into the graves of the common people. Nevertheless, the hand of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, was with Jeremiah so that they should not give him into the hand of the people to put him to death. Jeremiah chapter 27. In the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, 
This word came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Thus says the Lord to me, Make for yourselves bonds and yokes, and put them on your neck, and send them to the king of Edom, the king of Moab, the king of the Ammonites, the king of Tyre, the king of Sidon, by the hand of the messengers who come to Jerusalem, to Zedekiah, king of Judah, and command them to say to their masters, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Thus you shall say to your masters, I have made the earth, the man and the beast that are on the ground by my great power and by my outstretched arm and have given it to whom it seemed proper to me. Notice here, the Lord, yud heh is the Elohim of Israel and he is the creator. Verse 6, And now I have given all the lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and the beasts of the field, I have also given him to serve him. So all nations shall serve him and his son and his son's son until the time of his land comes. And then many nations and great kings shall make him serve them. And it shall be that the nation and kingdom which will not serve Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and which will not put its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, that nation I will punish, says the Lord, with the sword, the famine, and the pestilence, until I have consumed them by his hand. Therefore, do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your soothsayers, your sorcerers, who speak to you, saying, you shall not serve the king of Babylon. See, see these people, the, the prophets, the diviners, the dreamers, these people, tickled the ears of the of the people, right? These so-called spiritual leaders or those who spoke in the name of the Lord, they tickled the ears, just like how a lot of church leaders do today. Preachers, pastors, all kinds of people like this, that's what they do. Evangelists, they tickle your ears. Oh, you know, there'll be no curse come upon you. It doesn't matter because God is love and Jesus bore all the curse and so it doesn't matter. You, I've actually heard a pastor say that before. I've actually heard of a, a quite a, 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 actually a well-known, world-famous televangelist say that, say that um, God doesn't punish anybody anymore because Jesus took all of the punishment. And he said that he would gladly debate anybody that, has, that disagrees with him on TV. I sent him a message. I sent him an email saying, I'll take that debate. And of course, no reply, no reply. But these kind of people are like that. They would say, oh, no, God is not angry with you. You know, It doesn't matter how much of a sinner you are. He's not angry with you. Wrong. You're doing what's against his word. You're doing what's against his will. You are going to suffer. God is going to, to show his displeasure one way or another. Verse 10, for they prophesy a lie to you to remove you far from the land, and I will drive you out and you will perish. But the nations that bring their necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him, I will let them remain in their own land, says the Lord, and they shall till it and dwell in it. I also spoke to Zedekiah, king of Judah, according to all these words, saying, Bring your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him and his people and live. Why will you die, you and your people, by the sword, by the famine, by the pestilence? as the Lord has spoken against the, the nation that will not serve the king of Babylon. 
Therefore, do not listen to the words of the prophets who speak to you. You shall not serve the king of Babylon, for they prophesy a lie to you. For I have not sent them, says the Lord. Yet they prophesy a lie in my name. Just because someone mentions the name of God doesn't mean that it really is the name of God. Just like how you can pray in the name of Jesus. A lot of uh, Christians would say, you know, in the name of Jesus. Just because you verbalize that does not mean that you actually pray in the name of Jesus. Because praying in the name of Jesus is more, uh, much more than just sounds that come off of your lips. Yet they prophesy a lie in my name that I may drive you out and that you may perish, you and the prophets who prophesy to you. Also, I spoke to the priests and to this people saying, thus says the Lord, do not listen to the words of your prophets who prophesied to you saying, behold, the vessels of the Lord's house will now shortly be brought back from Babylon for they prophesy a lie to you. Do not listen to them. Serve the king of Babylon and live. Why should this city be laid waste? But if they are prophets, and if the word of the Lord is with them, let them now make intercession to the Lord of hosts, that the vessels which are left in the house of the Lord, in the house of the king of Judah, and at Jerusalem, do not go to Babylon. For thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the pillars, concerning the sea, concerning the carts, concerning the remainder of the vessels that remain in this city, while Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, did not take. When he carried away captive Yochaniah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, from Jerusalem to Babylon, and all the nobles of Judah and Jerusalem, yes, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, concerning the vessels that remain in the house of the Lord and in the house of the king of Judah and of Jerusalem. They shall be carried to Babylon, and there they shall be until the day that I visit them, says the Lord. Then I will bring them up and restore them to this place. Jeremiah chapter 28. And it happened in the same year, at the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the fourth year and in the fifth month, that Hananiah, the son of Azur the prophet, who was from Gibeon, spoke to me in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priests and of all the people, saying, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two full years I will bring back to this place all the vessels of the Lord's house that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried to Babylon. And I will bring back to this place Yekoniah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, with all the captives of Judah who went to Babylon, says the Lord. For I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Then the prophet Jeremiah spoke to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priests and in the presence of all the people who stood in the house of the Lord and the, and the prophet Jeremiah saying, Amen. The Lord do so. The Lord perform your words, which you have prophesied to bring back the vessels of the Lord's house and all who are all who were carried away captive from Babylon to this place. Nevertheless, hear now this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people, the prophets who you have, uh, excuse me, who have been before me. And before you of old prophesied against many countries and great kingdoms of war and disaster and pestilence. 
As for the prophet who prophesies of peace, when the word of the prophet comes to pass, the prophet that will be known as one whom the Lord has truly sent. Then Hananiah, the prophet, the prophet yoke off the prophet Jeremiah's neck and broke it. And Hananiah spoke in the presence of all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord. Even so, I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all nations within the space of two full years. And the prophet Jeremiah went his way. Now the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah after Hananiah the prophet had broken the yoke from the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Go and tell Hananiah, saying, Thus says the Lord, You have broken the yokes of wood, but you have made in their place yokes of iron. For thus says the Lord, Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron on the neck of all these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they shall serve him. I have given him the beasts of the field also. Then the prophet Jeremiah said to Hananiah the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, but you make this, this people trust in a lie. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I will cast you from the face of the earth. This year you shall die because you have taught rebellion against the Lord. So Hananiah the prophet died the same year in the seventh month. Wow, that is, that's very, very serious. Jeremiah chapter 29. Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the remainder of the elders who, who are carried away captive to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. This happened after Yochaniah the king, the queen mother, the eunuchs, the princes of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen, and the smiths that departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Alasa, the son of Shaphan, and Gamariah, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to Babylon, to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may be and daughters that you may be increased there and not diminished. And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace you will have peace for thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in your midst deceive you, nor listen to your dreams which you, will, which you cause to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts. Here we are. Right, this is the very, this is the, this is the very, um, 
famous verse because a lot of Christians cherry pick this, right? They cherry pick this verse and they made it famous. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. You see, what happens is these people, a lot of Christians, when they quote this verse, what they're doing is, I mean, they're taking it out of context in more ways than one. Because just a few, just a couple chapters ago, actually, you know what? It's just earlier here, um, where we read that uh, the, the prophets prophesied, you know, t- tickling the ears of the people, saying, you know, oh, you know, you're not going to go into Babylon and, you know, this and that and everything else. If Christians who quote this verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, if Christians actually re- knew the whole book of Jeremiah as much as they knew Jeremiah 29, verse 11, then they would see how actually the way this verse is quoted contradicts the whole entire, the, the moral of the story, the whole moral of, of the story, the whole me- the message of the book. You know, don't tickle the ears of the people. Uh, don't prophesy lies. Don't say peace, peace when there is no peace. Don't say there's not going to be destruction when there is going to be destruction because of your sin. You need to turn. You need to return to the Lord. You need to repent of your sin. Then God will uh, relent of that disaster. You know, it's cherry-picked, right? Because this is in the context of them repenting, of course. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and, uh, and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart, as uh as Laura uh, quoted there earlier, awesome verse, and that's a good verse. I mean, not 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 that all the rest of them are, but I mean, this is a good verse. This this is like you can hardly take this out of context because it's like in, this is applicable in every context. Verse fourteen, um, I will be I will be found by you, says the Lord, and will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. Because you have said, the Lord has raised up prophets for us in Babylon. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king who sits on the throne of David, concerning all the people who dwell in this city, and concerning your brethren who have not gone out with you in captivity, thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will send on them the sword, the famine, and the pestilence, and will make them like rotten figs that cannot be eaten. They are so bad. And I will I will pursue them with the sword, with famine, and with pestilence, and I will deliver them to trouble among all the kingdoms of the earth, to be a curse, an astonishment, a hissing, and a reproach among all nations where I have driven them. Because they have not heeded my words, says the Lord, which I sent to them by my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them, neither would you heed, says the Lord. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, all you of the captivity whom I have sent from Jerusalem to Babylon. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, concerning Ahab, or Ahab, the son of Koliah, and Zedekiah, the son of Messiah, who I a lie to you in my name, 
Behold, I will deliver them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he shall slay them before your eyes. Because of them, a curse shall be taken up by all the captivity of Judah who are in Babylon, saying, The Lord make you like Zedekiah and Ahab, or Ahab, whom the king of Babylon roasted in the fire, because they have done disgraceful things in Israel, have committed adultery with their neighbor's wives, and have spoken lying words in my name. You know, this is this happens all the time, by the way, in church, spoken speaking lying lying words in the name of God, which I have not commanded them. Indeed, I know and am a witness, says the Lord. You shall also speak to Shemaiah the Nahalamite, saying, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, You have sent letters in your name to all the people who are at Jerusalem, to Zephaniah, the son of Messiah, the priest, and to all the priests, saying, The Lord has made you priest instead of Jehoiada, the priest, so that there should be officers in the house of the Lord over every man who, who is demented and considers himself a prophet, that you should put him in prison and in the stocks. Therefore, you excuse me, now therefore, why have you re, not rebuked Jeremiah of Anathoth, who makes himself a prophet to you? For he has sent to us in Babylon, saying, This captivity is long, build houses and dwell in them, and plant gardens and eat their fruit. Now Zephaniah the priest read this letter in the hearing of Jeremiah the prophet. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Send to all those in captivity, saying, Thus says the Lord concerning Shemaiah the Nehelamite, Because Shemaiah has prophesied to you, and I have not sent him, for he has caused you to trust in a lie. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I will punish Shemaiah the Nehelamite and his family. He shall not have anyone to dwell among this people, nor shall he see the good that I will do for my people, says the Lord, because he has taught rebellion against the Lord. Okay, guys. So, um... That'll be it for tonight. Again, an unusual night with uh, talking about unusual things. But hey, I mean, uh, you know, Lord willing, uh, we'll see. We'll see if Mark Marcus Vincent will be back or not back, but beyond. Uh, come on, sometime. Uh, if you guys, uh, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till maybe tomorrow, or the next day, before I really make a full decision. 